Sitting on the sideline dad podcast episode number 62 building a good foundation of money with the children teaching them responsibility and good habits we explore that next with my guest and author sunny lee let's do this welcome to the no sitting on the sideline dad podcast a podcast about a journey of discovery and conversations about not sitting on the sideline of life. Let's get involved. Here's host Joe Foley. On the Sideline Dad Podcast. Hey, my name is Joe Foley and I am a dad and parent and crazy busy trying to figure this stuff out in this world. And I want to thank you for being here. Yes, you. Because you're just like me trying to figure this out one day at a time. And if this is your first time, welcome, welcome. Well, I'm going to share some great information today with you, with my guests about the seven habits of highly successful children and about money. You know, it's interesting. Before we get to that, I, I wanted to share something I found. Actually, I spread something like this on Facebook, but I had to go look for it. It's the job description of being a parent. I thought it's kind of funny, actually. I like to read the job description and you go back. I'll leave the link in the website for the website. It's the Family Friendly HQ. I think that's the website. I'll leave a link in the show notes, but I like to read the job description. It's not the original one I found on Facebook, but I thought it was kind of interesting. It's a long-term energetic player needed for challenging permanent work in a busy and often chaotic environment. <laughs> Canada must absorb excellent communication and organizational skills and being work variable hours. <laughs> this is so true. Which include evening, weekends, freaking 24-hour shifts on call. Cecil Cannon gives a few hours sleep per night for a few years, increases more as you remain in the position. Even during sleep time, successful candidates should be able to wake up and resume normal duties at a second notice. This <laughs> <laughs> so right. This is so true. As being a fan, this is what, I think it's funny. I, I really had this two more I really want to share with you. That the bottom path and breaks are permitted, but only when accompanied by small people, especially when the young. <laughs> Be prepared to answer any question that they ask about doing this task. <laughs> yeah, my, it's funny because um, my son is a new thing now. Everything's, every word he spells it out. And what does that mean? That what is H A T hat? It's hat, Sean. Okay, what is M A R K E T market? Oh, it's just constant now. But I understand really to that one. And now the last one before we get to the the um, interview. Some overnight travel required, including trips to basic camp sites, accompanied by a large responsibility of rain week, rainy weekends, endless sporting event tournaments, faraway towns and villages, travel expenses will never be reimbursed. Extensive and repetitive courier duties also required. <laughs> These are responsibilities for a job or being a parent. I mean, others are different, but I think this is funny. I'll leave the show, uh, link in the show notes for this episode, and you can go ahead and read it, or you can definitely find other ones on the internet, but... It, it just kind of fits being a parent. And I just needed something to laugh at because sometimes it can be taken too seriously. Next up, my guest, Sonny Lee, a respected and trust, trusted financial advisor from Southern California, mother of two twin boys who she's very proud of. We talk about her book, Is Your Child a Money Master or a Money Monster? Whatever what it means is a good foundation for children's success in life and money in the future. Sonny talks about the seven habits of highly motivated kids for financial success. I know as a doubt these skills were never taught to me. I wish I learned some of these skills before and um, maybe I would, <laughs> wouldn't have had to travel so far. I know that I'm, 
I want my son to have success, and especially when it comes to money. This will help me guide him to help teach the importance about about money. So this is good information for you, to, and I think it's going to make some everybody. So let's jump right into the interview. Welcome to the podcast, Sunny Lee. Thank you for having me here today. I know we're going to talk about money, and I know the name of your book I mentioned in the intro. What is your first experience learning about money? How would how did your parents teach you? Well, you know, I grew up in a very tough family in a poor neighborhood in South Korea as the youngest of four. You know, as a young girl, it was really difficult not to have any real toy. Like, you know, some of, some of my friends, like, you know, they had, they play with the Bobbies and dollhouses and stuff like that. But I play with the live animals, like, you know, rats and cockroaches. And it was really difficult to watch my parents struggle to barely meet, you know, our family's financial needs every day. So I decided early on that I would learn whatever I can to be financially independent, you know, as soon as possible. But unfortunately, none of my parents taught me anything about money management. So, you know, guess what? I went through a lot of difficult times financially. Because of my childhood upbringing, you know, when I became a mother to my twin boys, Jason and Matthew, I had a burning desire, seriously, like burning desire to teach them financial responsibility as early as possible. So I began their money education when they were just two years old. You know, I, I gave them lots of chores to do at home to earn money, you know, and I helped them to save the money. And also eventually I helped them to like diversify the portfolio and invest it for their future and college fund and things like that. And it was really good because they love the process, you know, because I, I did pretty much everything together with them in every step of the way. You know, what I did was to not just, you know, make them work or give them money, but I was able to actually high chores with, you know, of course, saving money and the responsibility, motivation, discipline and leadership in the seven habits system and reward program that I created. And, and we used it for many, many years. And about three years ago, you know, some of my neighbors at the time, you know, encouraged me, strongly encouraged me to publish my book just to share with other parents to help them out and, you know, eventually to share with the world. So I did, you know, I published my book and here I am with you and your wonderful audience. Well, thank you for being on the podcast today. And I was, um, it's one thing, it's an interesting title of your book. Is your child a money master or a money monster? Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's, it's like, well, that makes me think. How did the title of that book come about? It's very interesting. Well, one day I, I really wanted to came up with a really, really, I wanted to come up with a really cool, um, you know, title. And then, you know, one day just Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Poor Day came and you know, what a nice contrast. So I thought about, okay, what would be a really good contrast to Money Master? And then, of course, Money Monster. So that's how it all came out. What's one thing we were talking about the seven habits? And it's funny, I was looking through your book and stuff like that. I, I wondered if we can go through some of those seven habits that'd be interesting to talk about. What's the first one? Oh, wonderful. Thank you for asking the question. Yeah, there are seven habits for highly motivated kids for financial success. Well, let me ask this question to your audience. You know, do you guys want your child, your children to understand the value of money? You know, what it takes to earn it, how to save and invest for the future, and you know, eventually how to manage and share with, with others. Well, if that's you, you are in the right place at the right time with me because I'm going to show you the uh, very simple, very applicable and practical seven habit system that I personally, you know, use with my kids. It has been um, very, very successful in my family. So I want to start with uh, habit number one. It is to develop a money master mindset. You know, what many adults don't know is this, you know, money mastery begins with our thoughts. 
children normally don't listen to adults. Uh, do, you, do your kids listen to you all the time? <laughs> no, my son doesn't listen to me all the time, no. <laughs> Yeah. Children normally don't listen to adults, but what they do is that they watch us all the time and copy us. And therefore, you know, if our children are constantly, you know, hear negative things about money, like, you know, money is the root of all evil. Like, you know, rich people are bad, you know, because they take advantage of innocent people and, you know, money doesn't grow on trees and things like that, right? They may develop a negative view of money, which in turn creates poor money habits. So we get to be really careful with what we say. You know, we, we intentionally have to actually share something like positive and healthy principles about money. What I also wanted to share to my kids was there is enough money for everyone. We become rich by not through luck or faith, but by working hard and adding values to others. And then my favorite quote was the soul of the diligent is richly rewarded and things like that. Because we become what we think about. Therefore, you know, helping our children to have this kind of positive attitude towards money is very fundamental. So that is a habit number one. And habit number two is obviously, you know, to start saving early. You know, if we want our children to have great, bright financial future, of course, we have to sow the seeds of saving and investing early because I believe that harvest follows seed time. Well, let me ask you this question. Did you know that uh, kids who do chores are more successful? No, I didn't know in that. In the future. I didn't know that. I mean, and does some, it's like a, <laughs> is, is it like a foundation for kids um, to learn from their young age responsibility? Yes, of course. So the Harvard Grant study, the longest running longitudinal study in history, shows that researchers identify that kids who do chores as young as possible are more successful and is scientifically proven and also has been proven successful with my own kids. So what I want to, you know, encourage you to do is to teach your child, you know, just right away how to earn money through lots of work. So give them lots of like age appropriate chores to do right away. And when your kids finish their work with a good attitude, don't say a oh, good job and that's it. You know, no, reward them with, you know, some allowance, like some rewards. Like you can your money like one or two dollars a week and just like that. Especially coins, because if your children are young, they love dropping the coins into their little piggy bank or, you know, dog bank or whatever. But it is really important to use a small plastic transparent bank because it really helps a child to see the reality of what's happening inside. You know, you can feel it fast, so they understand the cause and effect. You know, doing the chores well causes my bank to fill and things like that, right? So it is really important to start saving early. And, you know, some parents ask me, okay, so what's next? Once the bank fill up to the top, then what has to be, what has to be done next? What you can do is to take your children to a local bank or brokerage firm and have them meet the bankers or advisors in person and show them the step-by-step process of how to, you know, manage money, you know. Don't just leave, you know, just, just don't just ask them to do everything for them. Like, no, but what you can do is to do everything together with them, with your kids in every step of the way. So that's very, very crucial. And having number three is to create reminders, routines, and rewards. Okay, let me ask this question, Joe. How can we make a new habit last forever? We're being, uh, repeating the same positive habit over and over again? Excellent. And uh, it's a part of the answer. (laughs) (laughs) 
experts all agree that the answer is rewards. Uh, the beauty of rewards is that it doesn't have to be the, especially when we work with our little children, but it has to be consistent and appropriate, appropriate to the to the efforts of their, uh, your children. If your budget is tight, make the uh, reward fit your budget. It is the recognition that matters most. Your experts say that our life today is a sum of our habits from the past. You know, if they, if you want to see the new habits to actually stick in your kids' day-to-day life, you need a simple three-step pattern. That's, that's a reminder, routine, and reward. So a reminder is like what initiates the behavior and a reward a routine is the behavior itself and the reward is what is gained from doing that behavior. So at the core of every habit, there is a neurological loop that consists of these three parts. So use them to your advantage. So for example, in my family, a, a reminder was basically, uh, you know, just the money, you know, what can initiate the behavior for the money. Routine was the behavior itself, like, you know, for them to do their uh, chores to earn that fee, the reward. And the reward, of course, was money, you know, weekly allowance they were able to get uh, at the end of the week. I was glad that we had a big celebration. So uh, that is uh, that was what really helped their habit to last for over a decade. Now they're 14 and it is still working really, really well. So uh, this habit, you know, if you want this habit to be deeply ingrained in your kids' subconscious mind, what is important to you is, what is important is to set a team of goal right away and just help your kids to just accomplish that goal. It's that simple. Habit number four is to set high goals through expectations. Okay. So let me ask you another question. So what do you think that one of the biggest enemies to ultimate success? Not setting a goal, not um, thing to um, success, I would think. Yeah, actually, that's wonderful. Right. You know, not setting a new goal, basically, that means that they are comfortable with where they are at. You know, another word, complacency. So a lot of the you know, experts have the complacency, just being, you know, and where they're at, not growing is just one of the biggest enemies to ultimate success because when we are comfortable, we no longer want to really do our best and therefore we stop growing and that's the beginning of treasury. So same thing, you know, uh, if we want our children to reach their full potential and bear many fruits in their lives, they need to keep growing. And, you know, how can they keep growing? We need to set high goals and high expectations so that they can just continue to work hard and strive harder. Well, I have a question, though, like if goals appropriate, like how how would you like say my son's five? How would I would set a about appropriate goal for him? I mean, um, if you do your chores, we go to the indoor playground. How would like what kind of goals we set for a young kid? Right. So for that, a five-year-old kid may not really have all this like understanding about how to set a you know, attainable goal. So you get to really step in and help your kid to really set a goal and accomplish. But, you know, he can sit down with you and you can show him the process. So what I would do is to, you know, just basically lay out the basic, you know, what is expected of him to do that week. You know, like if, for example, in the morning, you know, he gets up, you know, when the alarm clock rings and they get out of the bed and they get ready for school or for a daycare or kindergarten. And then uh, just brush your teeth and everything. So all by himself, you know, without you or your, your wife getting, you know, getting involved. 
So you know you're gonna you know really reward his uh, wonderful behavior. So he, you say you know when you do all of that from Monday through Friday, then at the end of the week, which is Saturday, I will give you for example two dollars or three dollars for your uh, for your hard work, and I will help you to you know help you to save the money in your piggy bank, and then. You know, for example, you know, and after that, I would take you to an ice cream store or to a playground to, to you know, to celebrate together. Something like that. Well, something simple, something simple. Keep it simple, especially that age. Right. Yeah. It's really important to keep it simple. Yeah. So in my case, you know, what I did, I started, you know, with a seven habit system and reward program. But as my kids were older, I actually created more advanced and more challenging or reward charts and incentive programs just to encourage them to reach higher and earn more. And, and you know, so that they not they're not gonna stay in a complacency mode, but they always, you know, strive hard and drive harder. And it really worked wonderfully for my family. Sounds like more we're gonna get into the um charts, the different charts. It sounds like we're gonna get into that right now. Yeah, I mean um, I'm actually really excited about this I'm really I think they're very interesting and I have a lot of questions. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, because I believe that, you know, uh, rewards have tremendous impacts that, you know, make us feel recognized and appreciated, uh, even for kids. And that's why I develop many reward and incentive programs for my children over the years. And for example, one of them is called Morning Stuff Allowance. Morning Stuff Allowance is a very simple chart that I use in the morning for my kids. So ever since my kids were in the kindergarten, well, some parents may not believe this, but it is true. Our morning has been stressed and hassle-free because of this project. Why? Because my kids did everything in the morning by themselves, from like getting up early when they're on clock reading and having breakfast all the way to getting themselves ready for school, plus other required activities like, you know, taking out the trash or watering the plants before they go to school. You know, when they finish all of them with the good attitudes, they receive the promise of reward and allowance on Saturday, you know, instead of the morning. And on top of the monetary rewards, they also receive huge applause and compliments from us. Like we did, we say, you know, my husband and I say, you know, great job, you're money masters, and, you know, and there are lots of applause and kisses and hugs, which was a powerful psychological and emotional reward. You know, consistency is really important. So I think the best, one of the best, the simplest way to really encourage a little children, especially, to do something like, you know, some kind of work towards is to use a simple uh, reward chart. And, you know, actually, you can, when you go to my website, uh, co, you can actually go to our resource section and to download some of the free charts for your kids. There are, there are some free charts available to download. So uh, start right away. Start right away. And one thing, and one thing too, there's all, I mean, you have these charts are very well laid out and it's, and it's great for the kids, but is it, what's the effect of too much, I mean, too much structure is anything, anything like that? I don't know if you ever heard any feedback from that. Like, you know, kids doing too much things yeah. at a young age. Yeah. Like this, I mean, some people, I mean, I think it's great. I think the, the structure is great. I think is it's, it's a great thing to get them used to because that's what real, real life is about. I mean, you got to do things right. daily and, and things every day, but my wonder if has anybody said this is too much for a kid. Yeah, you know, some parents say, you know, let them be just kids, you know, let, let them play, you know, and let them have fun. And, but I, I asked them, like, what does they even mean being kids? You know, do you want, and then I asked them, do you want your kids to be successful in the future? That, you know, you start teaching them how to be successful at a young age. You know, you know, and then I asked them, how do you feel when you are unemployed? 
you know, do you feel happy and motivated? (laughs) (laughs) Of course they said no. Then I I go, then why do you want your kids to feel like that? You know, why do do you want your kids to feel unemployed and unworthy, you know, not valued at home? So give your kids some work to do so that they work with their hands and they get a reward. It's like a money they receive, you know, like, like you, you know, you work hard and then you get paid, you know, from your company. You know, when they do that, they feel good about themselves and they feel like they're important person in the family and it really helps them to develop a really good work habit and of course they will eventually learn how to enjoy their lives so it's really important to start that journey as early as possible and you know like you know helping your little kids to uh with your goal setting and everything dr um, maxwell Maltz, author of psychocybernetics said something very interesting he said uh human beings have a built-in goal-seeking success mechanism similar to a precision guided missile that continually makes adjustments and corrections in order to hit its target so do our little children so it's really important to give them some work to do some kind of target, a goal or a project to aim at as early as possible so that they can feel the sense of success and accomplishment at a young age, which will develop into so much greater accomplishment and success in the future. So it's really important to start as early as possible. And uh, some people ask me, like, so, you know, Sonny, it's great that your kids started when they were two years old, but isn't it too early? And my answer to that question is this, you know, the human brain is an amazing organ and it's remarkably adaptable to change. And the researchers, especially the brain doctors, said that by the age of two, our brain size is, their brain size is almost like 80% of the adult brain. So, you know, what's the right age to talk about, you know, money with the kids and why it's the best time to teach kids about money? You know, as early as possible, as early as two years old. What about this idea, you know, like when is the best time to teach your kid to ride a bike before age 10 or in their 20s or 30s? Exactly, exactly. Because, I mean, kids learn swimming like very young age so they're not to be fear of water. So it's like, why don't they learn about financial money matters when they're young? So they can be better at it as they get older. Yeah. One thing I like the, the charts, I won't, I won't go through all of them, but I just, there's two of them that kind of like, and I was, I had questions about them. The amazing book project and the hundred inspirational quotes. Do you have your kids read a lot every month, every week? And do they pick out certain quotes that you guys read it? When do they, when do they read them? They read them at breakfast, they read them at dinner, where they both bed. I was kind of curious. I thought that was, that was pretty interesting. Oh, that's really, that's a like million dollar question. So let me start with the amazing book project. So I, I began uh, implementing that uh, particular chart when my kids were in kindergarten, you know, in a way to really encourage them to really love reading at a young age. And, you know, when you would tie it with, you know, just giving them allowance, you know, my just kids get more excited. And my kids were very excited, you know, because they get to read the books and also they get they can get a reward. So it was like a double blessing, double effect. So when they were in the kindergarten, what I did was to, I, I, I took them to the local library and then I said, you know, pick any books you want, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. And as many books as you want. So two kids like pick about 60 different books, you know, like then that I, you know, I have them read each book. And in the beginning, you know, I didn't have, the, I did ask them to write, you know, book reports. I just, you know, have them read the books and they share with me what they learn. But later I, I needed some proof that they actually read the book. <laughs> so I, I asked, <laughs> so I, because they can make up all kinds of stories, right? So I asked them to actually write book reports 
And I asked them to read three times and then write three book reports every week. So they did that. And then at the end of the week, I gave them incentive and different, you know, bonus incentives like on top of their regular allowance they, they received. So by the time they were ready to graduate from elementary school, they read more than 1,000 books. Oh, wow. Including, <laughs> yeah, including like biographies of all kinds of successful people in the world. They read so many books that, you know, actually the, uh, the principal, the director of the library actually gave them some kind of special gifts and rewards and, you know, certificates. So it was really, really, it's very important that, you know, you encourage your kids to, you know, to start reading books and write about it. Because of those experiences, my kids are very prolific, you know, readers, and they understand, you know, even the very difficult, comprehensive things. Their comprehension is really good. Their reading and writing and speaking skills are very, very good. I encourage, I want to encourage you to start early. And another one, you mentioned about the quotes here, 100 inspiring quotes of reward charts. So actually at the end of my book, uh, there are 100 inspiring quotes that you can actually use for your kid. What I did was I incorporated that into the re- uh, daily reward chart. So it is, it's called a journey to greatness. That is a little bit more advanced and enhanced reward chart that I used when my kids were in a, actually uh, middle school, no, actually elementary school. So what I did was that I, I have them, I you know, recommended, actually I, I asked them to memorize one quote per day. So for example, always do your best. What you plan now, you will harvest later. So if that is a quote for the day, I have them uh, speak loud in the morning before they go to school. So they still get like, you know, maybe three or four times before they went to school. And then when they come from school, before they go to bed, I ask them to, you know, <laughs> repeat that again. And sometimes they kind of mama, right? But I, what I do, I, I make sure that they make it complete, you know, sentence, they memorize completely. So once they do, I, I put a, put a signature and then I sign it. So, I, you know, I put the date and then I put the signature next to the column. So that's how they memorize quote for the day every day. And by the time they were ready to go to middle school, they memorize more than 200 inspiring quotes. Again, on my website, you can actually uh, download some of the uh, inspiring quotes that I have in the resource center. And also when you uh, purchase my book, toward the end of the book, there are 100 inspiring quotes. Why, why inspiring quotes are important? Because words often become reality. So it's really important that you help your kids and encourage your kids to be exposed to a lot of like empowering, positive, and powerful words about life and leadership, motivation, and you know, purpose and destiny of their life. It's really important to be surrounded by those kind of empowering, powerful words at a young, at a young age, as early as possible. Well, one thing I wanted to ask you, and um, we're, we're getting to, we're almost ready to wrap it up. Is any websites besides? I mean, your your website is a good resource center for some kind of games to teach kids. But what was what were a really good game like, or something make it fun for kids to learn about money? Well, excellent. That's a really really good question. So I actually uh, made a list of really good. Website that you can use as reference. When you look at my uh, book in the chapter, I believe five, uh, the habit is learn personal finance by playing. And then there, I made a list of like many different websites, including okay. So let me just take a quick look. For example, Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland. It was a really great website, and also 
you know, uh, in other words, kids.gov, uh, the mint.org, and practical money skills for life. So there are a lot of like a different website, oh, including U.S. currency. You know, there are a lot of different websites where kids can learn about money through like interactive online video games and things like that. Uh, and then also on my website, when you go to my website on the resource, you can actually see the list of a useful website that you can actually um utilize for your kids. Well, another thing too is um, anything services, anything you offer for teaching kids how to besides the charge in your book, I don't know anything you offer. Oh, at this moment uh, on my website, you're going to find some um, money piggy banks, uh, like piggy banks, like money, uh, I call it Money Master Kids Smart Toolbox that has different kind of piggy banks. Uh, and also reward charts and books, and uh, we, we are working on um, cookbook and workbook and things like that. And on top of that, uh, we offer one-on-one coaching and also student online online training programs. So we're going to make it available for all of you. Then, um, but all the links we did talk about will be in the show notes today. Final thoughts: Well, where they can get in touch with you? Well, my final thoughts are. Children are our hope and our future, and teaching them to have financial responsibility and have money mastery over money is critical, not only for their future success, but also for ours, because our future depends on what we do with our children today. You know, I believe that every child has a great potential to be a money master if they are taught early how to earn, save, invest, and share wisely. The reality is this, a war is being waged against this new generation. You know, so many wrong methods about money and success are influencing our children's young minds. So if we don't teach our children, our children, our future about this important topic, someone else will. And we may not like the outcome. So let's take charge of teaching our children about this important topic as early, as soon as possible so that we can create a world of money masters together, one child at a time. Well, thank you, Sunny Lee. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. All, like I said, all the links in your contact information, your website and stuff will be in the show notes. I want to say thank you again for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Well, that's all I have this episode. I want to thank you. I want to thank Sonny Lee for being a guest on the podcast. You can find more about this episode over at nocityonthesideline.com slash 62. And you can find more about Sonny Lee over at moneymasterskids.co. She has a good resource page with a lot of interesting stuff that helps kids and help you teach them about money. Make it like a game kind of thing, kind of fun stuff like that. If you have any comments, please reach out. If you have any questions, please reach out. You can leave comments in the show notes. If you have... If you want to get in contact with me, just say hello. You can find all my info or my social media links. NoSittingOnTheSideline.com slash contact. I have a great idea. Seriously, I got a great idea. And besides the responsibilities before, I have an extra copy of Sunny Lee's book. I like to give it away. Today is February 20th. It's my birthday. I'm feeling kind of, you know, giving it away stuff today. This contest run from today until next Wednesday. February 27th. What I need you to do, I will randomly pick somebody who subscribes to the email newsletter and I'll send them a copy of the book because I think this really could help. It really help people teach kids about money. Wrapping up, uh, I, it's, I've been away for a little bit and if you're still listening to the podcast, subscribe. I appreciate you. I really do. And um, it means a lot that you're still here. This podcast has been a journey for me, journey for as, you know, journey as a dad as a person because I didn't mean interesting people like you or my, my guests that come onto the podcast and create personal connections. That's what the podcast means to me. Personal connections to you 
my guests, and meet different people that I would never get a chance to. I guess as we get older, we we kind of lose those connections because people have to get so busy, like we are now. We're just busy of parenting, jobs. We're just busy. So those connections are important. And especially those connections with your kids. Well, thank you for listening. Until next time, take care. Give your kids a hug. How much you love them. God bless. See ya. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe to the newsletter to receive updates of the show and helpful and useful tips. This has been a production of Foley 42 Media.